Hi guys, welcome to the Chelsea Rambles and here we are for another week of a great podcast that we're going to host and this time I don't have my friend Gaurav with me, he has had a terrible connection I guess, yeah, that's that's how I'll try to tell it but we have Johnson from Liverpool who's, uh, who's a big time Liverpool supporter who is with us today and uh, Shubhankar who was there with us last time also and I am your, uh, you can call me your vice host, I'm Abhay Shenoy. So welcome to the podcast and guys you can introduce yourself. Hi guys, uh, thanks Abhay for the nice introduction. Uh, as you introduced me, my name is Johnson, uh, I'm a Liverpool fan. Uh, and as everybody probably imagines, it's not been the greatest of seasons. But uh, hopefully, uh, touch wood, there's some silver lining around the corner uh, by the end of the year. If not, uh, next year is always our year, I guess. <laughs> That's a nice one. <laughs> So, Shubankar, would you like to add something to what you said last time? You said you were not flamboyant. Uh, yeah, still I'm not. Um, still recovering. I mean, we're we're back from the shit show at West Brom. So, um, it, it's been a roller coaster of, of a week so far. Um, but, but yeah, I think nothing much has changed for, for my stance uh, since last week. Um, still, still pretty cautious. Yep. So, Shubanka, you may or may not be flamboyant, but I think the first 45 minutes that we saw versus Crystal Palace, Chelsea was flamboyant as hell. What do you have to say about that? Yes, yes. I think I think that was um, peak Lampard ball, but with defensive stability. I think it's something I've been dreaming of. Um, although, uh, I mean, it was great. Uh, and, and we did kind of manage to hold it on for a, a half. Um, I think that one goal that we conceded was a little bit of a blemish. But again, can't really blame the guys. I think um, it, it was it was great character shown from what happened at um, West Brom to bounce back. Um, I think it's a, it's a very uh, big result in, in, in the long term as well. Mm, well said, actually. So, Johnson, did you get a chance to watch our match after the dramatic equaliser from Trent? Yeah, yeah, actually. Uh, I mean, the, the equaliser from Trent was a very pleasant surprise. Something that uh, has not been common uh, this year. Oh, it's, it's, it's not an equaliser, sorry. I think it was a winner, <laughs> It right? was a winner, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like the last minute goal, it was kind of reminiscent to like something out of like, you know, the late 2000s or something that Gerard would do. Like, you know, uh, top of the box, like whip it in, added uh, additional time and all. But yeah. Happy, happy to happy to see that we finally got a win at Anfield uh, in 2021. But uh, yeah, the Chelsea game. Uh, like to be very honest, I I've enjoyed uh, watching Chelsea. Like you know, since Tuchel's uh, taken over, especially the defensive stability uh, that Shubankar referenced. And uh, I think as time progresses, uh, the attack kind of like you know is finding its fluidity. And uh, I think uh, the the last the, the result and the the fluidity against Crystal Palace was a was a like you know big like you know key demonstration of finally things getting falling into the right place. So I think it's a it's positive signs for Chelsea, especially with Porto uh, like on the horizon. Yeah, we have mm. we have playoff Pulisic back. <laughs> Lockdown Pulisic. Oh yeah, his playoff version. So adding my two cents to our victory that day, I think uh, our forward line is getting into the groove. I think they're having the chemistry these days. Um, so, I think 
every team uh, player that we have right now that day they turned up but we have to see whether they'll turn up against porto as well and uh, the more time they spend together they should be able to gain that chemistry and understanding of each other's game i think uh, that is the major thing that we saw versus crystal palace and i hope we continue that form so moving forward because we have a liverpool fan amongst us we want to have that perspective of a top 4 race since we know that the race is getting tight we are going straight to the wire right now and we can't predict actually that which team will pop out as a top 4 contender because going to the last 7 or 8 games we have chelsea which faces west ham united direct rival right we also face leicester west ham is away game leicester is at home and uh, in between both those fixtures we have manchester city away at etihad so they are the runaway champion so far unless manchester united picks out something from the bucket which we don't anticipate and we also face arsenal at home and uh, even though arsenal are not really in that mix right now but we always have that rivalry and we can never write them off so these are tough fixtures and to say the least we end the uh, season by facing aston villa away so none of these fixtures are good i mean five of these fixtures out of seven remaining fixtures are difficult ones so chelsea has the toughest race i believe and uh, then we consider what leicester have leicester have the next toughest race if you consider that they are facing man united chelsea and spurs liverpool and west ham so they emerge as favorites when you consider what is happening with the fixture list johnson do you agree with that um i think west ham definitely are the fav- favorites they obviously they have the position and like you know they have the momentum with them uh liverpool is kind of trickier but i don't know i do, i really it, it's been such an uh, up and down season so you can't really uh, say that this is like you know the the recent run of results has been any sort of like form to go off uh, especially for the last like seven games so i would say west ham definitely form favorites liverpool have a very favorable draw yes but uh, equally we've seen this young makeshift liverpool side capitulate like you know umpteen times before so i i wouldn't really put my hopes like you know too up like too high for top 4 uh, to be very honest but uh, for me it's down to i think uh, either leicester and brendan rodgers holding on to their top 4 spot or tuchel like taking it away from them that's that's the top 4 is uh, how i see it and i think there's a there's an outside shout maybe for everton uh, we'll probably uh, know more about that in the next one week but uh, i mean you can't write carlo off uh, and if uh, anyone slips i think carlo is just like you know waiting for waiting to pounce so <laughs> i i i think liverpool are are fortunate with the recent results but uh, i would uh, would be very careful to say something like you know that this is something they can continue especially with the team they have right now okay fair enough subanku you want to add something anything about how uh, west ham united have only got to face chelsea and everton that's the only two fixtures i think that's tough for west ham what do you have to say about that yeah i mean on on form i agree with that um but then one thing you have to kind of understand is these things also require experience and the only team here which doesn't really have the experience of you know battling for a title or like a top 4 spot towards the end is west ham so i think that lack of experience will hurt them somewhere both in their squad and as well their manager they do have the easiest run of fixtures yes uh, but i think that also plays a part leicester i feel has been in this exact spot last year and bottled it i'm sure that 
um, you know Rogers and the squad will will kind of would have learned something from it um, uh, to to kind of avoid it. So my bet is um, is on um, Leicester and Liverpool to finish um, third and fourth, um, followed by um, West Ham and then Chelsea. I just feel like you know all the 2012 uh, <laughs> references that are going on. It's 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 kind of apt that we finish sixth mm. just to kind of you know continue that uh, juju going uh, basically in, in in a way. And again, if it, if it's a the only way, I'm I'm happy with that. If 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 it's an exact 2012 uh, repeat, but yeah, I mean just going by form, I think that that uh, West Brom defeat. Is is really going to um, come back and bite us? 2012 circle needs a lot of completion. So what I was actually talking about is had 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 Man United lost to Tottenham Hotspur yesterday, then we yeah then have, it was game over. Ha, yeah, then it was yeah. it would have proper. I mean not game over. I'm I'm just saying that you know Spurs could have finished maybe fourth. Nowadays the UEFA allows us to actually have five teams from one contingent, right? Uh, yes. During those days, it would have been like if Spurs finishes fourth and we finish sixth and we win the Champions League, <laughs> we are going them a shit house. So that yeah. could have been the, right. good, been the good perfect job. one. Good job at like slipping that in. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that would have been the better better way to get top four. But nowadays we see now we look at uh, Liverpool. They've got I think uh, they're on a win streak right now, right? Three wins in the last three games. Three wins in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Leicester two losses in in, in a row. Uh, even though Ehenacho has been performing, I think Vardy has uh, lost his goal touch or something like. That. Yeah. Yeah. So Leicester City, when they face Man United away and Chelsea away, I don't think they'll be coming out as winners. So two defeats in the last three game weeks. Spurs at home, they might beat because we don't know how Spurs perform actually. So. We have also known that Mourinho has gone on for, to lose 10 times for the first time in a league season. So, it's been a really bad season for Spurs in my viewpoint. Especially when they have got two world-class players who will perform on any given day. So, guys, so now we'll have to wrap up this top four race in a in a, in a sort of a prediction point of view. Okay. So, Shubankar and Johnson, what do you think? What will be the top four? In a in, in like, give me two scenarios. One is the scenario that you dream to happen, like your fanboy scenario, and the other one which you think is the most objective and the most logical ones. So we'll start with uh, Johnson. You tell me. Uh, I think the dream scenario for me would be Chelsea third, Liverpool fourth, uh-huh. West Ham fifth, and Leicester sixth. Uh, I don't really need Leicester or, or like Brendan Rodgers, but. Uh, I, I really like what West Ham have done and I feel like they deserve like you know to be just around like you know Champions League give them the hope and then snatch it away right at the end uh, but uh, <laughs> that would be my dream scenario <laughs> but you know and my, I think what what I think is going to happen is probably West Ham finish fourth that is I something I feel I have a gut feeling is going to happen they will manage to sneak fourth and third I think is uh, where Chelsea or Leicester would uh, finish. My my okay. bet would be uh, Leicester because as Shubankar I think said earlier, uh, okay. I mean they they'll be still fresh off last season and bottled that. And with uh, Chelsea being involved in the Champions League, uh, that's also going to probably take a toll. Uh, especially with Brendan Rodgers having only to focus on, the losses mm-hmm. should be a wake up call uh, more than like you know. Uh, Anything that pulls them back, I would imagine. Hmm. I can totally understand your dream scenario, bro. I mean, Chelsea for the job, Liverpool for the heart, everything sorted <laughs> out. 
पॉलिटिकली करेक्ट आंसर शुभांकर यू टेल मी मैन ओके आई गो विथ माई ड्रीम सिनारियो जस्ट फॉर द शिट हाउसरी यूनाइटेड फर्स्ट सिटी सेकेंड लेस्टर थर्ड सॉरी चेलसी थर्ड एंड लेस्टर फोर्थ फॉलोड बाय लिवरपूल एंड वेस्ट हैम the okay. objective one which i i already mentioned might just happen is um city first united second um followed by um leicester and liverpool fifth west ham sixth chelsea oh okay fine so we'll move on to the next subject that we want to discuss and it's the elephant in the room that we are facing the champions league knockout stages okay so chelsea face porto and the liverpool face real madrid and uh, Johnson I like to tell you that like it's it's obvious that we both have different uh, battles to fight we have to contain our lead while you have to fight an uphill battle so yeah, you'll want to yeah. know what you want to, what you feel like uh, what are liverpool's chances for uh, this this game versus real madrid we know that certain injury updates are out for real madrid that yeah. uh, maybe varan is still sitting out of this is isolating himself carvajal yeah. might be back so that is uh, here and there over there and then uh, the right back vasquez is is injured so we want to know who we will face in the champions league semi finals that's the thing <laughs> so you tell me uh like i mean in my opinion i think the chances for liverpool to actually turn this around are very slim uh but uh, like i don't think we will lose the game i think uh, there will be like you know some sort of reaction like you know it, this is going to be like a cup final pretty much so i i would imagine like a narrow win like a 2-1 or a 3-2 but uh, real madrid go through uh, like you know on aggregate that's that's how i realistically see it uh, in terms of like lining up no matter who we put on the pitch uh, guys i feel like unless and until we can have somebody standing on tony cross's two feet for the entire game we're going to lose because it's not like we're playing uh, like Virgil and Gomez in the back who uh, like you know who would just head everything out deal with every long ball like you know he plays like he just got two or three opportunities i think in the first leg and he just like passed Liverpool out of the game 60 yards with one one through ball so i think tony cruz is holds holds the key he is he is the main uh, guy unless and until we can nullify that we are not going to win it even if we do uh, with all of the okay the champions league european night etc etc i still think real madrid have a little bit too much for us and especially with uh, with the defense that we have i don't think we can keep a clean sheet against that real madrid attack so that's going to so one more opportunity to do corner taken quickly is like gone away right like as per you objectively <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean see if if i was if i was klopp and or, or if i was in the coaching team i would go in full gung ho man like i would play like all four i would play bobby like for me no in a 10 and i would tell bobby for me his only job is to sit on tony cruz's like feet that's it whole day i just want you to like you know close him down the minute he gets on the ball and play in the same place he's playing let jota mane and sala occupy the defenders play fabinho and uh, maybe milner i would drop both genie and tiago i don't think tiago is tenacious enough for this game and i think genie's had a horrible last month so keep milner and uh, fabinho in midfield to break things up 
play conservatively with Trent and and Robbo as as much as you can, uh, like if, the, if that's even possible. And <laughs> yeah, hope for the best, I guess. Yeah, so we are expecting uh, Real Madrid to proceed to the semis because of the favorable uh, first leg lead. And uh, Shubankar, I think we'll have to discuss about how how to manage Porto and uh, get to the next stage. So we go on with a 2-0 lead. Actually, both goals count as away goals. So it's a very favorable lead for us. And then uh, knowing that how Tuchel manages his team very defensively, keeping the ball and trying to play you know, defensive football in a different manner. Like, we have not seen such defensive football for a long time in Chelsea because of the transition that we had with two different managers. Uh, With Sari, we used to play with a type of football which is similar to what Tuchel does, but it was more into a typical, uh, I mean, rigid philosophy. I mean, I used to see Sari ball used to be a typical type of possession game where we used to keep the ball. That's the only similarity which we have with Tuchel. Tuchel's is a little bit more flexible, I mean, in that aspect. Uh, because he uses three men, four men up sometimes. And then people, I mean, players who are not traditionally suited for that role are started to play that role, like Hudson Odoi coming as a right wing back and all those things. So, Shubankar, what do you think? How will we manage Porto? Because I have my two cents to add and you definitely must be having more than that. Tell me. Yeah, so, I mean, like you mentioned, it's a very good uh, place to go in. You know, it's it's a very good lead to kind of go into. Um, so, I think the plan kind of remains the same. Um I feel like it, it, it was good that, you know, we weren't overly cautious in the first leg, we, uh, which is why we managed to, you know, come out of it with, with two goals. But I think the, the message kind of remains the same. There's no need to, to kind of go extra um, cautious, especially when you have two away goals to come up with. But you have to just maintain your shape, not uh, commit, you know, overcommit uh, also on the other end and then just basically play your national game. I think if there's any... If there is a scenario which is well suited to the way to you know Tuchel has set up this team, it is it is this leg. So unless there's a there's a brilliant 90 minutes that that Porto plays or or there's like a a, a mini collapse or someone just loses their uh, bearings and, and has a terrible game, it it should be um, business as usual. Just just do what you've been doing for so long, um, and and basically if you can get another goal, it's kind of curtains. Absolutely. I agree with that. So, my uh, prediction for this game, basically prediction in the sense, I'll be predicting what tactics that might come into picture. I believe Tuchel will play conservative. He'll uh, play three at the back and then uh, use Thiago Silva in this game. He didn't lose last time. He used it this time. Uh, Thiago Silva, from the start, he'll start Kante as well and he'll start Werner as well. That's what I'm feeling because he benched Werner for the whole game uh, in this weekend. And uh, we'll hold the ball and whenever Porto come at us, we'll be trying to counter them. So, I think that that's the same type of game we saw versus Atletico Madrid. It was pretty successful. And uh, he can also afford to rest Mason Mount for this game if if he requires because we do have the depth. We can start a fresh uh, Zayek also. So, it's, it's, it's a game that I look forward to. And if we want to face Real Madrid in the best positive way, like we know from Johnson's analysis that, that Liverpool do have a chance, but it's a little outside of perspective right now. So, if we have to prepare for Real Madrid, we need to go in a very strong, positive state of mind. And uh, the coming three or four fixtures, before we meet into our next fixture, which is going to be 27th, of April, the semi-final fixture on 27th April, going like going by how you guys are predicting and uh, how the probabilities and the odds stack up, I think Chelsea will go to the semi-finals and the semi-finals we should be meeting Real Madrid. So 27th of April, when we reach there, we would have already 
faced Manchester City uh, for the FA Cup semi-final, and we would have also faced uh, West Ham United. Right, and uh, these are the two fixtures that come up as crucial ones, and I believe just around the same corner, we are also expecting Man City away in the Premier League. Yeah. So tough, few, tough few games for us going into that round, and I believe that if we have a strong mentality, starting from this coming game, from the Porto game, I believe we can have that you know run towards that uh, you know whatever we want this season. We wanted something like a good Champions League run and a good run uh, in the league as well. We wanted to be closer to the league leaders, but also win one trophy. And uh, I don't know what trophy we should win because both trophies are looking really hard right now. But uh, both are within our reach. Also, we have to fight for that. So I just I just like to have your opinions on a difficult run of fixture and how we can overcome that. So both Johnson and Shubankar, both of you have followed football for a long time. Uh, both Chelsea and Liverpool have endured difficult run of fixtures and managed their squads. I just want to know how you look at these things. So, Johnson, we start with you again. In terms of uh, Chelsea, I think you you just have to go back to like the one over-publicized quote of uh, probably Thomas Tuchel's first press conference. He wanted to make Chelsea the team that nobody wanted to face, and uh, there's been a, too much talk around about it, but it's true. Chelsea has become like a team that pretty much nobody wants to face. They're a really difficult team. And that's because of like, you know, the system and the consistency and performance that uh, Tuchel's bought. Barring, of course, the West Brom game. Uh, I think there's a lot of uh, like structure to the way they play. And uh, the, I mean, that, that system that, that, that Tuchel set in place is probably is the foundation of most successful teams. I mean, uh, if you look at like Man City and, and Liverpool over the last couple of years, they've all had very distinct systems where players could chop and change and fill in positions wherever uh, and whenever, like, you know, there were congested fixtures. So the the likes of Hudson Odoi filling in at right wing back, whereas you can play these James also over there. Uh, like, you know, similarly, you have options between Emerson, Chilwell, and, and Alonso for the left wing back spot. So, that's that's I think how Tuchel would, uh, in my in my opinion, manage the games. And mentality-wise, I think West Brom was a big uh, learning curve. Uh, every manager and every group I think needs a big uh, like you know a big shock uh, early on. I think West Brom was probably poorly timed for Chelsea fans, I would imagine. But uh, it's it's better then uh, than like maybe in the last six or fixtures of the game, I would imagine. Fairly said, yeah. Chubanko, to add? Yeah, I mean, um, like you mentioned, we've what I want to highlight is we've already kind of gone through a similar run of fixtures, um, and yes, maybe we had the early the new manager bounce then to kind of take us through. But um, if you if you kind of look back, we've I mean, forget the the Champions League part of it, but we have been involved in a top four race and an FA Cup campaign just last year. So I think. One of the reasons, um, um, you know, that 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 didn't end maybe the way the, the you know in, in a sweet way or the way it should have was um, the lack of experience and the lack of character. I think so that's something that I hope we've built on this year. And you mentioned, you know, maybe resting Mount for Porto. I I think there's not one game that I would want him to be rested. I I want that man to start every game and, and play as much as he can because I, I feel like he kind of, you know, he symbolizes um, everything that's right with that system, the energy that he brings, the mentality that he brings and just the love for the club, right? I think we need someone 
like that to be there consistently while we go through this um the good thing is i mean uh, tukil just had a presser re- recently a, a few hours ago and and he was asked a similar question and his answer was that it's it's going to be on a game to game basis that it's it's very uh-huh. easy to get lost into oh we have seven games bef- and we can make champions league and we also have a chance at fa cup uh-huh. and maybe a champions league but it's what's important is to kind of take it you know one game at a time and and yeah and, uh, i mean we have we have i mean again i i might get some slack for it but we have a better manager this time around i i feel like the 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 shape is better this time so we just have to do what we did last year and do it a little better and i think that'll be a good season good good end to the season even if it doesn't mean you know that we win everything there is to win um i think even if if we can just better um the finish we had last year i i think that'll be a good end to the season yeah i i would just like to add like you know in terms of like you know uh, the better manager point also i mean it's it's no it's it's nothing wrong to say that uh, tukil's a more experienced manager like you know he's got uh, like you know better uh, a better skill set at like you know handling this sort of situation and pressure than frank did and that's a very fair statement to make uh, like shubhankar I, i genuinely like you know i it, it's not uh, like you know if you take the emotions aside i think what he said is 100% right and uh, like in terms of mount i think he's undroppable man uh, not just for for chelsea he's undroppable for england also uh, and the best part of, of i think mason mount is that he can play so many positions like he can play pretty much three positions in in uh, tukul system and he can play three positions in uh, southgate system yeah mm-hmm. so, like you know he's he, i think he's the player in form uh, english midfielder in form after foden for me i don't understand the flack he gets uh, because if you just look at the numbers i think phil foden he doesn't match phil foden's numbers but he he puts in performances of equal significance if not more in terms of uh, create effort commitment everything you name it we can be counted as that mm. is a perfect modern footballer in that sense i mean uh, puts team before himself i mean if wherever exactly. that is that really the modern counts. footballer though i thought i thought the general opinion was that the modern footballer doesn't really have that <laughs> i mean you can say but uh, most of the modern footballers are not ideal modern footballers right so this guy is an ideal footballer first and then he's from the modern era so we have to term him as the ideal modern footballer right so he has the mentality of a john terry and frank lampard but he's like a rare gem that we so even if he just ends up with just four assists in the league five if you can say sometimes probably has more contributions because of his overall team play yeah so yeah you guys are right actually mount is undroppable but from a perspective of fatigue or something like that when we have a crucial uh, uh, run in for the future fixtures though mount is available and touchwood is an injury free player just feels that you know if we have invested so much in our attacking talent we have zayek who is not really uh, you know someone who doesn't i mean he, he can start for chelsea is that good uh, we are also having uh, havert we are also having werner tammy abraham so we have a lot of options which we can definitely use uh, so sometimes i feel if you if you keep playing mason mount for 3 4 games in a row when there is there are so many games where he can actually you know Take a take a break. I mean, games like Porto where we can simply sit back, counter attack, play Conte instead of Mount. Conte is not played for games, so we have options. That's 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 the perspective I want to draw. Yeah, but Conte, so, I think Tuchel just said that he's going to be managed very very carefully. So I don't expect him yeah. to start. Probably, I have wanted him to start though because 
he would have like he would have been the perfect one for this game yeah, i yeah, feel yeah. to stop stop the counters yeah stop and plus i think we were a little susceptible for porto's pressing because they were a little energetic little bit raw but they were energetic and uh, though jorginho was able to handle himself a little bit but there were instances where i thought that we were being breached pretty easily uh, in the first leg and uh, it was because our defenders were doing a great job and mendy was having a great day we did not really concede anything and yeah. uh, their chances were also limited because of our defense pressing very well so our our midfield got you know saved that day but i feel that kante would have been the perfect guy for this game because kante is okay with such kind of pressure i mean i won't say is that the best press resistant player but uh, put him, put him in an athletic bunch and he's one of the best i believe Yeah, if he's injury, injury. If he's not injured, then he should start. But uh, yeah, I, I buy into Tuchel's logic that he, he needs to be managed, and we have squad depth, so why not? Yeah. Also, Jorginho is probably coming off his best game of the season in in at Crystal Palace. So I think, I think he'll just start and have Kante come in at sixty. I think it's a great luxury to have Kante come in at sixty when everyone's you know tiring a little bit. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And in fact, if you if you go by the logic, the traditional way of managing. No matter what happens, no matter what congestion, no matter what fixture congestion yeah, or whatever we're talking yeah, about, yeah, your best eleven, yeah. please. <laughs> your best eleven has to start. And uh, in a knockout game like UCL, you don't take any risks. And uh, going by how we have been managed previously, other than Thiago Silva coming in for Kurt Zuma, I don't think anybody would be changed from that Crystal Palace lineup. Yeah. Uh, so, so ideally, that would have been the case. But we'll see what happens going forward. There are two more weeks of hectic football happening. and uh, like you guys correctly mentioned from an objective viewpoint tukel is a much better manager than frank lampard and uh, uh, has done a pretty good job so the one thing that i have a worry about is pulisic's injuries injury concerns he ended last season with an injury and uh, that was the worst thing that could happen because he started off with an injury this season kind of took a lot of time to get going so injury management is an issue for us yeah. like we need to get that sorted out yeah. during the congested fixtures yeah so yeah i i that's correct yeah i i have a a good question basically a, a good question to end on and something we can revisit later maybe but similar to what we did right an objective and a dream table finish what is uh, a dream fin- end to the season for uh, your respective club and and what's like a more objective um, finish that you kind of anticipate and we can maybe revisit it Uh, when the season actually ends. Mm-hmm. So we'll start with Johnson. Yeah. Yep. Sure. So I mean, the dream would be uh, win the Champions League. Obviously. Uh, I mean, the the script writes writes itself. It's in Istanbul. Uh, <laughs> it would be perfect. So I mean, that would be the the dream finish. And in terms of the league, uh, I think a dream finish would be top four. Uh, objectively, though. uh i as i said earlier i see as uh, winning the match against real madrid losing the game we'll get knocked out and uh like i think we'll run it really close for top 4 really really close but uh, i don't trust our form enough or or this like you know the consistency that we put together i don't trust it enough to to say realistically we'll finish top 4 for me realistically i still uh, would say that we'll be fifth or sixth and get knocked out in the in the quarters against madrid okay abhay you so my dream scenario is something like chelsea wins both the competitions they are in fa cup and ucl and uh, we finished fourth fourth or third 
third ideally <laughs> so my dream scenario doesn't give you any compromises yeah, anyway yeah. <laughs> yeah so because and the the there's there's just a fine line between what i dream and what i objectively think about right so given the possibilities and probabilities i think we will not win the champions league this year we will win the fa cup this year honestly th- speaking about it and uh, we'll make it into top 4 that's what i think as objective so yeah okay sometimes i can tell you guys that you know if you <laughs> you can dream about the ucl but probably you can say that the rest of the requirements are pretty objective and we can get it done so that's how i f- see things what about you shubankar still taking chelsea six uh no no i mean yeah so for me obviously dream scenario would be um like you mentioned i mean to be fair i wasn't even dreaming of two cups and a top four at the same time uh, a dream scenario for oh. me again i say dream because i it's it's more like the kind of direction i want to see the club go into and i feel like we've seen in the past that trophies kind of buy you time at the club and i really want to have you know tukil get some time at least maybe at least another year year and a half so in that sense one trophy um and a strong finish on either side is a dream scenario for me so that could be the champions league which is you know the dream scenario or it could be the fa cup as well and maybe like a very strong running a semi final a close semi final or maybe even a final in the champions league and a good top 4 finish is the dream scenario objectively speaking i feel i feel like we will have one competition where we um go all the way and i, I again i consider top 4 as as a trophy now this season from from because of where we started at and the the financial aspects of being in it and you know the transfer window that's coming up so objectively i feel we'll do one we'll we'll do well in one scenario and and really take it close in the other two so so it can be anything and i'm keeping my um, cards open at this point well said though i'll just like to add a small caveat over here like you said you want to see tuples game pan out I'm I'm one of those guys who doesn't care what manager manages us as long as we are winning trophies. Yeah, yeah, no, but 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 when I <laughs> when I when I abuse him on Twitter, I at least want to know what kind of play or style he has. So that requires one preseason, one one full window, and maybe like eight mm. more months. So and with Roman, you never know. So I I just want I just want him to get that. <laughs> yeah, we never know that. Yeah, correct. So yeah, so that that is a very good point. We need one preseason, one transfer window, where the player uh, when the manager gets. A, few players that he really wants and then his team shapes up and then we criticize or analyze <laughs> then we criticize yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah i think so guys we can revisit this again in a, in a month we will have yeah. to we will have yeah. to i mean i've been telling that chelsea is going to win champions league and fa cup i mean <laughs> it's a little bit of a long throw we have to revisit it probably two or three times depending on results and uh, that's it i guess so major talks have been done today Uh, Johnson, one last small query from you, like for you, uh, just to know: Do you think Salah will stay if you guys miss out on anything this year? Yeah, yeah, I think Salah stays. Salah stays. Salah, I, I don't think anybody leaves because we miss out on Champions League or anything this year. I mean, it's it's been spoken about so much that it has become like now irritating to hear. <laughs> but this is like an extraordinary season so nobody i think in the club or among the players or at least among liverpool fans is really taking this se- uh, season that seriously you don't lose seven center backs in a year every year yeah so i don't think sala leaves because of uh, if we don't make anything but uh, sadio i think probably leaves uh, 
one of the top uh, front three definitely leaves. I don't think Bobby has a market, so he doesn't go anywhere. And uh, that would mean that Sadio is the one to leave. I think Salah is the guy we make the team around, man. He's he's just broken another record of scoring twenty. I mean, nineteen or twenty league goals for four years consecutive. Like you know, at Liverpool, that's equaling like I think uh, Ian Sinjon, uh, who, who did it four times over nine seasons. This guy has done it four and four. Right. Right. <laughs> so he, I don't think he goes. Insane. Insane, insane numbers. Insane. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. So, guys, it was a great talk. We had a great chat over here. So we got Liverpool's perspective, Liverpool fans' perspective rather. And then uh, our usual, we had Shubankar and me discussing about how Chelsea things pan out. And uh, a good forty-five minutes on a nice Monday evening. So. Great catching up, guys. We'll catch you all next week on another Chelsea Rambles.